Hey, what up, everybody? This is your girl, India, chiming in from the nation's capital, 202. Represent. In the vault that I hold you in, open and close. Safest thoughts that I hold you in, open and close. Open and close. Open and Fly Japan, saw panda like designer. Fly out to London, the drugs was like designer. Fly out to France, bought some pants that was designer. Did that by designer, did that by designer. Cause I'm a star, dodging bitches like they be comics. Or they be comics, or they read comics. Way too often, ain't no hero, let me be honest. Get a cape, make it never overstate. I'm dedicated to my bake grade, I'm heavy going eight. They play it safe so they never be afraid. But my fears make me great, make me feel alive. Levitate, let you bear the weight of how I feel inside. Let the pain go, I choose to move freely Let my wings grow, I'm moving too freely See this game, it'll ruin dudes easy Platinum chain, but the ego bros easy So I fly out Japan, seen a panda like designer Fly out to London, the drugs was like designer Fly out to France, bought some pants, I was designer Did that by designer, did that by designer I feel like the 20s are about Well, one, making a lot of mistakes I mean, in my opinion my 20s thus far have not been very balanced so it's more so making a lot of errors and figuring out how to make things happen from those experiences more so than finding balance i don't know if balance is even really findable sometimes it happens and sometimes it's not there at all that's also true but isn't it but wouldn't that be part of i guess the journey of it all Figuring out what works best. Well, I'm going to look up the word balance. What does balance even mean? Because why not? <laughs> That's a fact. Don't balance just move that first and the second one because sometimes definition. definition ties everything together. Well, balance, the, the last definition... That's not a good one. So we're going to skip that. Uh, uh, it's keep or put something in a steady position so that it does not fall. Yeah... Let's try another one. A condition in which different elements are equal in the correct positions, an even distribution of weight enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. Yeah, I cannot concur that the 20s have felt upright and steady nope. and, and not falling. No. Nope. <laughs> but have you been in a journey? You know what I mean? Have you been mm-hmm. trying to figure out that missing piece to then lift the levy up, you know? Mm. I'm going to have the unpopular opinion. I don't know if I, I used to do practice a lot of yoga and meditating and all that. And at that time in my life, I was pretty confident that I knew what balance was and what a balanced mindset meant. And a lot of that was based on the outside interpretation of having a calm exterior or working in a specific environment and the assumptions that kind of come with having a spiritual practice. But then I realized, like, a couple years into that, I was like, I don't, all this is kind of just, not a front, but it's not really uncovering what's happening on the inside. So that, it's like a perceived balance. And I guess I'm not so much in pursuit of balance because I find myself to be, I like to just dive into stuff 
and I really embrace the mistake making process. And I think if I'm trying to achieve, maybe I don't really have that thought completely put together, but I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to find balance. I'm really just trying to dive into what makes me feel happiest. And that doesn't always mean that I feel balanced. I don't think I feel balanced like most of the time, actually. But I don't feel negative. I think this whole upright and steady not falling thing is in my world is unrealistic. But I can understand why that's, that's a something that people other people are looking for. That's real. We are looking for different things. Yeah, and I mean, I definitely agree that the 20s for me have been marked so far by a lot of like experiential learning. Like in the past, it was kind of, especially like my teens, obviously I was in a lot of, well, not obviously, but I was in a lot of education settings. So I was like learning kind of who I was and who I wasn't in that context. But the 20s have been a lot more like real world experience, being out of my, my own too, just me, like nobody's necessarily looking out for me <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for at least some of it. And like, you just got to be able to fall and pick yourself back up and also like learn why you fell. So you don't trip in the same spot again. Yeah. Or even if you do, it's like owning up to the fact that you keep making that error. <laughs> Cause I, I wouldn't say I haven't made the same mistake twice or more, Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think I'm kind of, and maybe that's just my nature of, wanting to do things independently I think I'm more on the hunt for not being correct which to me is not being balanced and I don't take that as like a negative you know I was talking to a friend about this actually really recently I feel like it's more it's a lot more interesting to not have the correct answer than it is to have the correct answer so are you just always just in the pursuit of looking for challenges looking for Mm, obstacles yeah that's a good way to put it I think in context, I do find myself really interested in teaching myself things. And I believe that that's the root of it is I know that there's so much out there in the world for me to learn. And I'm more excited by a challenge than I am about finding this perceived balance. I think that goes back to having that time in my life where I thought I was balanced because of the things that I was doing. And, you know, I could sit in meditation for an hour or whatever, you know, I can't say I can do that now, but I'm in a much 10 times better headspace in actuality now than I was then. So I think what I'm on the hunt for is is pretty much what you said is the challenge and be able to come up on top of that challenge and have something to talk about. I can't really, I'm not excited to to talk about like the easier parts of my life, Um, which that's just maybe my nature and how I like to feel on my day to day. You know, I feel like there's too many questions and too many things I want to figure out that I don't know if, if I will achieve this wonderful set of definitions because I'm always lurking for other stuff. Always. Maybe that's to my detriment sometimes. But oh, I mean, that could be you finding that balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, maybe, you know maybe part is finding the balance between, like, maintaining, like you, like you yourself said, like, we have a lot of responsibilities we have to take care of. So maybe the balance, like, maybe it's a different, it's not balancing kind of the same 
set of things as everybody else, but it's balancing things that challenge you and like balancing the ability to be able to challenge yourself with everything else that you have going on in your life. That's a good way to put it. I, I like how you define balance in your opinion, which is like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have a few different things going on, uh, which I guess, duh, that's like the fundamental meaning of balance. I don't know why I'm going like way philosophical. <laughs> I don't that's know. So good. That's important though. And that's why from the jump, I was like, yo, make sure you hit that fourth or fifth definition because you know, sometimes those first three could be lacking. Well, all of them are so like ideal that I think that's why I'm just like, mm. like in an ideal universe. Yes. I want to feel upright and steady like all the freaking time. Yes. I want like both of my feet to be in tune all the time. But yeah, I suppose that doesn't feel like reality. So maybe that that was the root to my to my answer. I don't know. I don't I, I guess I never really put a word or a concept to what I'm striving for. So Hey, well let's put names and concepts to who we are. You like how I did that? Uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a good time for an intro. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to You Free, our communal audio space. It's uh, me, Zim. As always, you have Eric on the line. And who do we have joining us? Oh, my gosh. Thanks for the intro. This is Latiana. Hi, everybody. I honestly don't really know what to say after that. So hopefully everything else will just naturally come about. <laughs> Well, okay. So, so here's a follow-up question then. So you talk about wanting to, to challenge yourself and I know we've talked a lot about creative endeavors. So what exactly, uh, like what are your current avenues that you're pursuing to, uh, to challenge yourself? Yeah. So I really enjoy picking up hobbies. I figured this out like two years ago and I wish, well, not figured it out. I've always been like pretty quirky and into random things, but actually disciplining myself to to learn something or a skill or or whatever has been the last couple years that started with skateboarding I happened to meet a woman on the train in Flatbush and she kind of introduced me to starting to skate and I'm definitely no Tony Hawk or similar but I do like to cruise and (laughs) starting from that hobby is really put me on a pursuit of wanting to pick up more stuff so right now I'm teaching myself to play bass and slowly and not as persistently going for the keys I would love to be a well-rounded musician um so that's like the creative hobbies I used to be really into writing but I guess I get to points in my life where the the creative focus that I had at that time doesn't speak to me for a while. So I haven't written like anything for probably a year other than my journals. Mm. I guess that's a hobby. I don't even know that that's a hobby. It's like a part of my life. (laughs) I've been journaling for many years. So I have like seven books of my life sitting behind me. Other than that, I have not been writing creatively. And I suppose this is a creative pursuit. I never see it as creatively as maybe it is, but working on developing an event company because that is my, what I found is my passion and my highest interest in terms of what would I want to be doing on a day to day. If money meant absolutely nothing in the world, what would I want to be doing? It's definitely gathering people into spaces to learn and to talk. So that is my 
my creative hustle. Mm, that's definitely, yeah, I definitely view event type stuff as creative. I mean, you're literally like cultivating a vibe for people to connect. I feel like that that's a very, that requires a lot of foresight and a lot of planning to make that one event go off the way that it should. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why. I guess it's just hard to take a step back and put words to what you're doing because while you're doing it, it's you're just doing it and you figure it out when you have to talk about it. <laughs> like when you have to talk about it more literally, but yeah, it is creative to have to put concepts together and creating a space, as you said, like all of that put together and, you know, you can't be, I guess, one track minded to do that. So yes, it is creative. So with event planning, like, is it a event for, um, I guess, other artistic pursuits? Are you helping other people coordinate? Are you then taking charge in? Yeah. So like, I guess, goal, like, what element of event planning are, are you working with him? In the past, and I've done more sporadic events than I would have liked, just because if you're doing pursuits on your own, as we were talking about earlier, I'm, I'm all about the diving in and not necessarily knowing how I'm doing it, but knowing what I want to do and figuring it out. So even though I haven't hosted as many events in the past as I would have liked, taking a more facilitator perspective, I was hosting a lot of workshops. Um, I shouldn't say a lot. I hosted workshops. <laughs> and yeah. Two times could be a lot to somebody. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I guess I figured... I figured out that I enjoy creating experiences for other people and, and facilitating workshops. And I also know that I have a lot of strong ideas. So instead of paring it down and making it so specifically only workshops, my goal in the present day with what I'm building now is to work with small to mid-sized businesses who may have this awesome online, some sort of virtual experience. Maybe it's a product or maybe um, some sort of brand online, but it doesn't necessarily exist in real life. My goal is to cultivate community and brand trustworthiness in real time for, you know, whatever the case may be, whether it's a fashion brand or I really want to wiggle into music and figuring out how to work with musicians and other sorts of artists to create more real-time community for their projects. So that's a work in progress of what I'm currently doing, but it is, it is going very well. And I'm finding people of all different types of backgrounds and interests are finding it to be a useful idea or something that, you know, I hate planning stuff. Like I really need somebody to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great. I've unlocked it. I've unlocked the thing that other people need. One thing I love about that is that like, I feel like that's something that a lot of brands these days kind of run into is that they have a very strong digital presence. I mean, this is something that even to be like perfectly open about um, kind of what Eric and I have discussed about the future of you free, since this is a community based thing, like right now we're primarily um, connecting with our audience via this podcast, but ultimately we do want to have events and bring people together in the real world. And I feel like that's such an important thing that, a lot of it's easy to fall into the tra trap of like, okay, we got this many likes, we got this many, you know, like we're this popping on social, so this is our brand, like we have a digital presence. But it's like, no, you really got to connect and bring people together in the real world to have that tangible impact, so that people feel you on a day to day basis. 
Yeah, tangible impact is important. I think that there's a lot of ways to achieve it. And I'm also not blind to the idea that we are in a extremely digital world and, you know, how else can you create and, and have impact on spaces that may not necessarily be in real life. I don't know how this company that I'm working on will take shape over the next 10 years when maybe people are not associating with each other in real life anymore. But I think the beauty of doing any sort of communal gathering project, business, or et cetera, is I believe it can live in different mediums. And, you know, it's all about figuring out how to navigate whatever that space is. And at the end of the day, nobody likes planning stuff. So I'm, I'm around for all the planning needs, <laughs> if it's digital or in, in face-to-face, I'm here for it. You're the person to take that over, that's real. It's yeah. balance again. You got to have both that digital and that tangible presence. Yeah, I think there's probably a solid 70-30 comparison. Like, I think we're in 70% digital and 30% in person, but yeah, that feels about right. Yeah. I don't know if you can really replace seeing somebody, seeing their expression, seeing how they use their body. You know, I'm a very observant person. So I think that that ties into it is I want to see what reaction I'm able to generate from, you know, eyeballs looking at me or (laughs) bodies in a space. I'm really fascinated by how people or what people look like when they're comfortable or how people look when they're tense or they're confused. It's all a part of the learning process, I suppose, for me. I feel like when it comes to digital spaces and allowing it to really still feel like those forms of community, consistency is probably the thing that matters the most. Mm -hmm. Whether it's like certain podcasts, certain um, episodes of TV shows, a lot of it is just it's just timed. Like, think about even with a show like Game of Thrones, the way whether or not you're in a room watching with people, you know, at that time, whenever you're watching it, you're being part of a community that's then going to be, that's then going to expand the minute after the episode is over, during the episode, or definitely that next day. You know, so it's like, it's interesting just figuring out how best um, spaces like these could function in a similar manner. Yeah, it's, you know, creating community is, is really important to do for sure, online and in real time. I'm definitely still trying to figure out both, but the digital, even though I grew up in the, the digital age or whatever, it's, it's a struggle. Instagram is, is complicated. <laughs> oh, dear. Are you from New York? Where are you from? I'm from the Bronx originally, but I've moved so many times that nobody could tell in my voice that I'm, I'm from anywhere. So <laughs> I grew up in Parkchester and Castle Hill. And moved to New Jersey when I was, you know, approaching high school and then moved back to New York and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm back in New Jersey. So (laughs) the wheels keep turning or whatever. Where are y'all from? I'm from Brooklyn. Born and raised. But I went to high school in New Hampshire and college in Connecticut. But um, I feel like I've always still kind of found my pockets of New Yorkers. So it kind of still felt like I was sharing similar thoughts or mentalities or, um, you know, different inside jokes. But that's another thing, too. People, anytime they hear me speak, they're just like, oh, I honestly cannot tell that you're from 
New York or even Brooklyn. Yeah, it's pretty aggravating. I think people have in their head what every New Yorker is supposed to sound like. And I feel like at least 50% of the time, it just can't be true. Like, you don't know every single block or neighborhood that exists in all the boroughs of New York. Like, (laughs) that's too much pressure. That's too much Way too much pressure. I mean, (laughs) even go uptown to Harlem, the lingo is different. Right. You know, (laughs) half the time I'm not even understanding what they're saying, but it's like, hey, still from the same city. Right. (laughs) Still, that's that's a community. What's up? That culture. It is kind of complicated when you move to New Jersey, though. I feel like, was I ever from New York? It's just like a whole other world. And it's so close, but it's so far away. Wait, what do you mean by what was I ever from New York? I guess like when saying now that I live in New Jersey, people like, I don't want to say second guess, but it's kind of like the uh, like you're in Jersey now. Like what? what's happening? I don't know how to explain it. It's like when you cross over in New Jersey, it's like you just sold out on New York. You're like a traitor <laughs> at that point. Jersey and New York do not, they don't vibe so, so easily. <laughs> do you, uh, I mean, how do you like living in Jersey though? Minus, minus what others may say. Well, how do you, how's your uh, preference been so far? I dig it. I moved out here to, I guess you could say, find balance or whatever. (laughs) I moved out here because I needed peace and quiet, to be completely honest. It was a lot going on. And I think a series of events somehow always leads me to someone who happens to know someone who, you know, has either space available or needs like, you know, another roommate or whatever. Like I've just lucked out for the last, I don't know, three or so years of my life or four. That's blessings. I know. So same thing happened with where I'm living now. And it was a very much needed move from coming from Flatbush to here. Super huge culture shock. It's so quiet. And, you know, it's not desolate, but it's a, I guess it's like a residential suburb or whatever. So I had to get used to having a lot of distance from convenience. And it's been nice to have a lot of time to myself. And when you live at a distance, you kind of, I don't want to say make your own schedule, but you don't have to, you're not obligated to do certain things. It's like, oh, I got to go back to New York, you know, like I can't, I can't go out tonight. It's way easier to, to, I feel, take care of yourself when you're way at a distance from the happenings, which I'm happy about. (laughs) Anything at that point, especially socially, anything that you're going to, you know, like, okay, this is something that I actually want to be at. Right. It's very. You know, you're not just hopping on a train and taking a quick, exactly, not just taking a quick Uber just to show face. It's like, no, Mm you're actually valuing the way you're spending your time. Yeah, that's it. That's for sure how living here has been it took like a good five six months to adjust but it's very different from new york obviously but in its differences i've learned to appreciate what is different about you know living in a city and i don't want to say bombarded in a bad way but sometimes it is just like wow i want to be able to kick back and not hear a lot of stuff happening outside my window like sometimes it is really nice to have that quiet. And then there's other times that I really miss living in Flatbush because the city sounds and 
you know, the landscape was really inspiring to me for my writing at the time. So there could be some kind of connection to why I haven't been writing as much. I'm I'm not inspired by silence, <laughs> um, but it is very relaxing. I feel like with writing too, I mean, with all the, I, I think about this a lot too, in terms of my own writing, because I've written them and it comes in waves where like sometimes I'm writing a lot and sometimes I'm not, but it's like, that's always there. Like once you're quote unquote, a writer, like you feel comfortable writing, like that's always just an avenue that, when the inspiration strikes, like, is there to fall back on almost. So it's cool to just hop around to these other new hobbies. Like, that's really cool that you're open to doing that. Yeah, man, you gotta, you gotta live. It's too much stuff to learn and your brain can do way too many things. Just settle on one thing. So that's what I'm chasing. Man, I can't wait until I get back to the point where I start writing again. I used to um, do like, little poetry snippets here and there but that inspiration i'm still looking for it yeah i mean you gotta go with the flow something you can't force for sure the words are either happening or they need a break but people do say if you write something every day it's better than not writing at all so that could be of use but then how do you get over i guess the anxiety of even wanting to start like whenever you decide to start planning an event, right? Like how do you know to start with the list of people? How do you know whether or not you should start with the general theme? How do you know you should start with the list of objectives that your clients have given you? You know, it's just like the idea of like where to start, how to start, and what's the best time to. You just start. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> process is different, but at least if you take a step, you know, that's better than, that's than nothing at all. Never felt so happy And it keeps getting better